You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, let's hit it! Hey, it's so nice to be back in the studio. We're actually live. This is not pre-recorded. This is actually live. So we are expecting your phone calls. When you call in, make sure you have a good question for tires. We Today's guest is Darren Bossens from Salem Tire. And we're going to be talking about tires. Uh, you know, basically everything you need to know, didn't want to know, or care to know about tires will be brought to you today by Darren Bossens. I'm excited. You know what? I had a call yesterday. <laughs> we're not going to Florida, so we're going to have to get winter tires. And 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 here's the size on my car, and I'm just telling you now, I don't want to spend too much money. <laughs> I went, I might as well just hang up right now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably going to see a lot of that this year. Uh, right. And we're going to be talking with uh, Dan Hunter. Dan is going to be the temporary replacement for Carrie Schmidt. Uh, Dan is with the OPP. And again, we're going to be talking about tires, something called stretching which is something I never heard about, but apparently this is the latest craze. I You're thought what? stretching was part of uh, because we've all been sitting inside yeah. eating too much Kawartha dairy ice cream. <laughs> I, thought, I thought it was your, your wife with the dollar, how she well, likes to stretch it as far as it'll go. <laughs> Let me know? tell you something. When you come back to the studio after you haven't seen people for six months, they have changed. There has been some stretching, yes. <laughs> There's some stretching. My and big fat belly, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot Silverstein is going to join us from the CAA, and we're going to be talking about insurance and how it's gone nuts. It's absolutely insane. The, the prices of insurance. Where did it I go personally, up? Oh, yeah, has it gone up? It's doubled. Really? Yes. Why? I uh, don't know why. I guess because they can. Stay oh. tuned because you will find out more when that happens. Yeah, right? so Elliot's going to call in. He is also uh, the government liaison for the CAA. So he's going to talk about what the government's going to do about it, too. So it's going to be an interesting show. I uh, just want to announce that we're giving away $1,000. That's one with three zeros uh, of groceries for the month of October. To enter, just go to davescornergarage.com, and we'll select one listener, and we'll announce it at the end of the month. Actually, we'll announce it on Halloween. Uh, it'll be the 31st of uh, of October. I hope the kids go out for Halloween. Dave, Dave you, you bought it so early, that stuff is going to be stale dated by the time That's, you give it away. You know? <laughs> Seriously? Who's going to want to eat that Actually, stuff? Actually, what, what we do is just give you a, t- a check. Knock you <laughs> oh, okay. yourself out. Do whatever you want. Are you going to go up for Halloween, Dave? Or what? I'm going as a mechanic. I thought you were going as a mask. No, last year I was going to go so. as a priest, but this year I'm going as a mechanic. <laughs> Who is that mask man? Okay, Al, take us out. We're going to have a great show today. We already got some email questions. And make sure you call call in because we've got to be uh, gone. Right, and that's what I was going to say, but, you know, hey. Hey, nothing's changed, Al. You know that. <laughs> da- Al, make sure you take us out. The no, phone- I'll take us out right now. The phone lines are open. We'd yeah. love to hear from you. Give us a call. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back after these messages. All righty then. 
welcome back. It's Dave's Corner Garage, and we're actually live in studio. We're behind these plastic screens, so we can't actually touch each other, smell each other, or spit on each other. But hey, get your hand away from there. It's a good thing. <laughs> and as you know, we've been always uh, doing the show from home and on phone. So we've got a bunch of email questions that people have sent in. And uh, we have Darren here, so I'm going to take advantage of the fact that he is an expert on tires. Oh, and Darren, the first question that we have is recently I purchased tires from a big box store. They offered to install them with a charge of nitrogen. Can you bring me up to date on what nitrogen is all about? Well, nitrogen is something that they started using in tires uh, many, many years ago as far as uh, racing. Uh, and then it started coming into uh, uh, medium trucks like the tractor trailers yeah. and then worked its way down into into cars. So nitrogen actually has is a larger molecule than oxygen, so it doesn't permeate the casing. People have to understand that tires always lose air. Like there's still a little bit of porosity there, so air will over time uh, evacuate from the from the actual casing. Where nitrogen, larger molecule, harder for it to pass through. It also runs cooler than oxygen, but that really isn't a benefit for someone who drives on the road. That'd be more of a race car. So it it doesn't hurt to have so it. less maintenance basically. Yeah, basically, you're not going to lose as much pressure as you would say with yeah. oxygen. I had actually driving the city, a light came on and said one tire was low, mm. and I've had this car for three years, and yep. I've never checked the tires. Never, so, never. Dave. So, but do you, Alan? Do you check the tires on what my car? Yeah, yeah, because I don't have the light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you have no yeah. choice. So I, I'm like the old guy. You know, I have to walk around the car. You are the old and, guy. And, I mean, and like, see, if tires like. got. But we deal with it all day long. I mean, I had a lady in a CRV the other day, and it's like oh, the light's on. And now people freak, though. I mean, they think necessarily that they have a flat tire. Yes. But I walked around, and I didn't see that one was flat. Um, so sure enough, it only takes three pounds to put the light on. Exactly. A differential. So it's very easy to do. So in a lot of cases, it's like, well, do you want me to, like, take the tire off and start checking for a leak or am I just putting air in? And in most cases, if it's only down a couple pounds, I like to just equalize them all. Top it up. Make sure the light's out and says, here, go ahead. Yep. Now, and, and in this case too, I said, by the way, it was the driver's rear. Not Dri- her rear. Driver's what? Not, not, not the driver. I just want to clarify her, her, her tire. Her tire. I just make it a family show. Nope. It was low on air. <laughs> it was low on air. So if, if the light comes on again and that's the one, well, we'll take it apart. But otherwise... You know, what, what, what's the bother? So what's the best time to do this? When it's cold in the morning or uh, after it's driven for a while? You're, you're told cold. to actually do tire pressure cold. Um, you know, I mean, when someone comes into my shop, I will put my hand on a tire, for example, and see how warm it is. Yep. And for the most part, if, if the placard on the car, and, and that's what you use. People have to know that. You, as far as tire pressure, look on the car, not on the tire, okay? Because tires ha- listing is the maximum pressure, not the recommended pressure for your vehicle. So check the placard. It'll tell you what. So, for example, if it says 30 pounds, I'll probably put in 35 pounds. If, if the if tires are warm. Yeah, yeah. because yeah. they will change. And In fact, because my wife's car, <laughs> she's the nice car, um, <laughs> it has that all this modern technology. If I click to the tire pressure screen, I was amazed, actually, how much the tire pressure changes. Yeah, with, it does. With temperature, yeah, yeah. huge. Yeah. Yeah. Depending on your driving, too. The faster you go and the harder you corner, the, the higher the heat. She's in the car. How fast do you think I'm going to drive? Come on. Well, I'm saying if you were by Will yourself. you slow down? Where, where, <laughs> is we going to a fire? Seriously. And we, you're racing your, your BMW on the track. Where do you set the tires there? Do you set them high or low? Two. Yeah. I, well, I set them low. So I'll go out maybe for a run to get them warmed up. Yeah. Like get some heat into the tires. And then I'll like typically uh, 35 is the pressure for my car. I'll bring it down to like 28, 26. 
And oh. then when the tires heat up, they end up in the 30 range. So too Whoa. much pressure in the tire will slip? Yeah, too much pressure, you end up riding uh, more. You have a, a less, less footprint, so you end up getting some slip, right, because you're riding more on the inside of the tire as so opposed to the whole Question track. for the audience here. So people who are going up to the cottage right now for the weekend, because it's a gorgeous weekend. Lucky people. Yeah, I know. We don't like them that much. But so if it's warm, <laughs> it's going to be like 27 today. Yep. Should they actually take the air down before they go no, up? Or no, just no. leave it? Just leave it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, it'll fluctuate by temperature like four or five pounds either way. So it's not... It's and not Al, Al can always touch my rear tire if you want to check it out. <laughs> it's yeah. her rear tire. It wasn't your rear tire. <laughs> But okay. you know what? As a matter of fact, we're talking about air pressure. That's a huge difference when it comes to fuel economy, correct? Definitely. Like, um, uh, pressure is the biggest part of fuel economy as mm-hmm. far as your tires are concerned. Right. Um, rolling resistance actually is what uh, causes more or less uh, fuel being used. So as you lose pressure, um, you change the footprint of the tire. You have, uh, you know, it, it, it changes the dynamics of the tires. You end up, uh, it takes more energy to move that tire across the pavement. Super. Dave, you got a question? Yeah, I was going to say, do you see a lot of failures because of lack of pressure in tires? Absolutely, yeah. 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 It, 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 you see it less and less now because, like, most cars, as we s- talked about, are automated and they actually let you know. But um, that's usually the number one cause, right? Loss of pressure. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Okay. So here's a question. This is from uh, Marie. I'm new in the country. This is my first Ontario winter coming up. <laughs> Should oh, I girl. be buying snow tires? Uh, yeah, we always uh, suggest it because, uh, you know, I'm not sure where um, uh, where she came from, but um, here we, we have winters. So um, for safety purposes, um, and especially if you're not used to driving in snow, yeah. uh, much more important to have uh, winter tires. Well, we got a bunch of different tires. We got all seasons. We got all weather. We got snow. I'm sorry, winter tires. I can't say winter. Snow winter. Tires. Wait, <laughs> get it cut on after five years. It's good. <laughs> but with La Nina coming up, they're calling it El Nino's going to be coming back, right? Yes, yes. So we're supposed to be getting a ton of snow this winter. So they're saying. So, is that right? Yeah. Yeah. That's what they're saying at this point. But well, they so, said the Leafs would make the playoffs too, but they go <laughs> yeah. further. There you go. I know the secret to the Leafs, by the way. Just play it in black and white. Because it's the last time if you go to the gardens, all you see, oh, everything is in black and white. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We're going to take a quick break. I'm getting the signal that he wants us to leave. And we come back, we'll have some more tire questions for you. So it's time to retire. Oh, <laughs> Okay, welcome back to Dave's Scoring Garage. My name's Dave Redinger. I'm with Alan Gelman and Darren Bossens from Salem Tires with us. He's an expert in tires. He's also an expert in life, but we're not going to talk about that part of it. Uh, Tell us about, (laughs) we're talking about all the different types of tires that are available. Different, well, I guess different series of tires, you call them? Yeah, basically uh, sub-segments of the passenger light truck segment, right. I guess, if, if you will. So you've got uh, winter tires, obviously. You've got all-season tires. Um, you've got um, all-weather tires, which you can run all year round. You've got light truck tires, which is for your pickup trucks, etc. Um, then you have summer tires, which are strictly more for high performance yes. tires that are only. They still make just allowed. summer tires? Yeah. They yeah. do, eh? Yeah. Any all high right. performance tire is, is for the most part a summer tire only. All right. All weather. That's it. They're relatively new. Maybe yes. you want to explain a bit of that. Yeah. All weather. They probably came out, uh, I'd say f- 
in the Canadian market six, seven years ago, maybe a bit mm-hmm. longer. Um, so what it is, it's got a, the three peak mountain snowflake, which allows you to use it as a true winter tire. Um, but you can also run in the summer. So there's a bit of a compound change there. Tread design's a little bit different. Um, so what you give up, uh, as compared to a true winter tire is you're not going to have the same traction, mm-hmm. same suppleness. But it's superior uh, to an all season tire. It's superior to an all season, yes. Pricey? No, no, they're, they're a little bit. Pricey, I guess, if you will, just because of supply and demand, a lot, a lot of people aren't buying them, but yeah. uh, uh, they're not really any more pricey than a, than a regular. Now, who, who would you say these are for? I'd say that for some for someone that has really no place to store winter tires. Okay, um, you know, um, so they some, want something that's a little bit better. Yeah, a little bit without better. having to buy snow tires. Right. Yeah. Okay. B- budget. Someone's yeah. on a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, I also see sometimes um, you'll see some fleets like like a. Cab company yes, like yes, that. Yes, 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 yes. They'll use it so they avoid the changeovers. So they'll have one <laughs> ran, year instead ran of two into it. A customer of mine has a fleet of CRVs. Yes. And the union said yes. they needed winter tires if they wanted their employees to be driving these vehicles in the winter. And we ended up putting the all-weathers, and, yeah. and they, everybody was happy. They can run them all year round. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about seven degrees, the magic word. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah. Beautiful days going. Yeah, Let's talk about seven degrees now. Yeah, seven degrees. Yeah. I wore my sandals today. Did you really? Do you want to see? No, okay, no, I'm sitting Yeah, it's definitely not seven today. That's for sure. <laughs> seven degrees is the magic number, if you will, that where you want to basically, when you start to see a few days of seven degrees, you want to change your tires over from all season to winters. So, because so, once you get below seven degrees, all season tires, um, they, 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 they're a lot harder because of the temperature. Like, as you know, temperature goes down, the tire gets harder. They're not as soft and supple like a tri- typical uh, winter tire. So they start to harden up and you start to lose traction. So people don't realize that, you know, like a softer tire will actually break better. Yes. Accelerate better, turn yes. better, you know, does does everything better. Exactly. And it's like, like that's why we, you know, it's not they're not really snow tires because it can be minus 10 and there's no snow. Right. Right? You still you stu- still lose performance of an all-season tire in that. So why don't we run it in the summer? What do you run in the summer? No, why don't we run them in the summer? Winters? Yeah. Well, because it's it's the opposite. So now you're gonna it's gonna take you longer to stop because the tire is so much mm-hmm. softer. Um, it's gonna wear very quickly. Um, so you're going to wear them off a lot quicker in the in the summer than you would in the winter because of the temperature. No. <laughs> okay, so we have a question here that we want to talk about warranty. Okay. You you've got a special kind of warranty where you would actually replace the tires after thirty days if a guy's not happy with them. Yeah, well, we have um, like a trial period for some of our models. So yeah. after thirty days, if you don't like the performance or there's something you don't like about the tire, the ride, etc., you can come back in for full like you get your full money back. So that's that's kind of like a not necessarily a, we have workmanship warranties as well obviously like like everybody, um, so that's that's kind of like a you know a safeguard for people to want to try it and have no risk to do that. Fascinating. The so, big thing is, of course, the road hazard warranty. Yeah, that's that offer. Road hazards, uh, yeah, on some of our models as well. So if you in within the first twenty five percent, which is usually two thirty seconds, if you hit. Something damage the tire, get a big, uh, you know, a flat that cannot be repaired. We'll replace the tire for free. So that what is road hazard? That's that's uh, I hit the curb and I yes. I cut it off, or I went through a pothole and I I popped the the. Yeah, the the road hazard is um, uh, a warranty 
uh, that it has nothing to do with the tire's fault. Like the tire didn't, you know, there was no kind of... It, uh, it, it didn't blow on its it own. It didn't blow on its own. No. If you hit a curb, you got a flat repair or, you know, you you got uh, a nail through the sidewall, which cannot be repaired or close too close to the sidewall. So it's it. unre- uh, unrepairable. Like it. Okay. We got to take a quick break. When we come back, Dan Hunter is going to join us from the OPP and we're going to be talking about tires. <laughs> Change the subject. <laughs> Okay, we're back at Stage Corner Garage. And again, my name's Dave Redinger with Alan Gelman. Darren Boss is here from uh, Salem Tire. And Dan Hunter is on the phone from the OPP. Mm-hmm. Thanks for having me. Hey, Dan. Good morning. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing well, thanks. Great. Nice to hear from you. Dan is actually uh, uh, stepping in, I think, for Kerry for a short period of time. You never yeah. know. Might even take over his job. <laughs> <laughs> With big shoes to fill, that's for sure. Kerry does a great job for us at the OPP. He actually works like a dog, i got to be honest with you. So, yeah. Dan, you are a collision reconstruction specialist. Tell us about that. Yeah, so I've been working in a collision reconstruction team uh, for the past six years for the OPP in the highway division. So strictly through the GTA, all of our 400 series highways in the Golden Horseshoe, from Barrie down to Niagara Falls and Fort Erie, uh, across from Cambridge to the 115 up towards Peterborough. So this so is I actually go to uh, all of those what we call benchmark collisions, yeah. which are our serious collisions involving trucks, cars, and motorcycles, and things where there's some significant injury or or loss of life. So you basically try and find out what happened. Yeah, we're there to document the occurrence. We take photographs. We take lots of measurements. We try to determine a sequence of events and which helps some of our other investigators to determine exactly what happened or maybe if there's somebody that's liable in this collision or if there are charges that are applicable. We want to answer all of those questions. Is that why it takes so long to clear an accident? Uh, because there's so much involved? Yeah, there's a lot involved, and there are some some other players in that as well. There's, of course, the people that are involved, but there's the people that may own the vehicles. There's uh, insurers involved. Um, there are a lot of different stakeholders there. So we're we're there to answer questions for everybody, and we really only get one chance at documenting physical evidence at the scene. Because as soon as we open the roadway to other traffic, the evidence is gone. And one of the things that takes the longest time is us to measure the scenes. And we do use technology to try and leverage that as best we can. Mm-hmm. Uh, some, some very um, high-tech surveying equipment. We do employ some aerial technology with some cameras. And we take photographs off the ground so that we can put together a scale diagram based on the pictures themselves. But sometimes that is weather dependent. I guess too, Dan, and especially you know down the road, it does happen as well that there's lawsuits, there's lawyers involved. Uh, Absolutely, that, that's also important. I mean, when when you get called up, uh, you know, in front of a judge, and they start asking you questions, you got to have all the answers. Yeah, it's very important, and, the, and everybody's looking to the police for those answers because we're the ones who investigate. So we are there, and you're right. We're settling some cases, multi-million dollar lawsuits that are hinging on the physical evidence that we have captured. So we want to do that as carefully, as thoroughly as we can, while still being mindful that we do need to open those roadways up because there are a lot of people relying on our highways. And the drones have around. been a big uh, big addition too, eh? They have, but again, uh, somewhat weather dependent, and a lot of our incidents happen at night. Mm-hmm. So it's difficult to use those uh, in the dark. Hmm. I, I guess, it, and, and that's the case where you can't open up the scene till maybe 8, 9 o'clock the following morning, 
because you, you, you've got to do so much of this work when it's laid out, obviously. Um, yeah, in some rare cases, we will hold the scene until the sun comes up. But in the GTA, that's not really an option for us. So we take our pictures mm-hmm. in different ways so that we can do it in low light. I would say probably three quarters of the pictures that I've ever taken that our collision scenes have been in the dark. So I use time photography. I use some other techniques, painting with light, things. Anyone that shoots, uh, anyone that's a photographer would know those sorts of terms. But there are techniques you can do, and you can make the pictures look like it's daylight out, even when it's pitch black. Just don't shake the camera, because then it doesn't work. And remote. Dan, we were talking uh, before about something that's a new trend in the hot rod scene. It's called stretching a tire. Uh, Darren wanted yeah. to talk about that. Tell us yeah. about that. What is that stretching a tire? Well, it's, it's when uh, it's basically tuners. They'll they'll take a tire that's, um, as you know, t- uh, there'll be a range of a rim size that a tire can fit on. They'll take a rim that's much larger than what the tire should be fitting on, and they'll stretch the beads out to the yeah. flange of the rim. So you'll get the instead of having the sidewall straight up and down or perpendicular to the to the rim, it's actually slanted in. Well, that sounds really dangerous. I mean, I, I've been putting tires on my whole life. Yep. And, of course, the tire sitting properly on the beat is what determines whether it's going to hold air or not. Yes. Now, apparently, Dan, um, this is an illegal procedure. Is that right? Yeah. So, we, and again, we're talking about rim widths. We're not talking about diameters because mm-hmm. you've got a tire that's an 18-inch tire or it's, it says, you know, 235, 40, right. R18. It will only fit on an 18, but... You were talking about the rim width, so the, the actual width of the tire um, from the left side to the right side, if you're looking at the taillights, mm-hmm. that's the width. Right. And tire manufacturers will set out a rim width, either a specific rim width, if it's only for use on a 7-inch J rim, or in some cases there is a range. It might only be from a 7 to an 8-inch rim. And so when we're outside of those measurements, we are outside of what the tire manufacturer has specified for that particular tire in that size. So you're, you're uh, right. So what you're jeopardizing the integrity of the tire, then you are pushing the envelope as to what that tire was designed for. And that falls under um, a section in the regulations of the Highway Traffic Act that speaks to proper sizing and application. Yep. So imagine the liabilities if it's something really happened seriously, uh, the tire blew and he took out a school bus, you know. <laughs> right, right. And they don't and realize do see that collisions that have uh, wheels that are modified, or rims that are modified, or tire application, you know, wrong application sort of things in our collisions. And important to know also that while tires may have played a role in that, it's not the tires that made the crash happen necessarily. And so we need to sort through those details as crash investigators to determine: well, was this a problem of stretched tires? Or was it stretch tires plus 160 kilometers an hour that made it happen? Yeah, or maybe the right. driver's stretching the truth. <laughs> right. <laughs> Always. I was, I was, uh, trust me, I was going 100Ks. That's it. Uh, I would never drive over to limit, officer. <laughs> that would never be the stretching. <laughs> well, I guess that would be the advantage to Dan, eh? You know, being a, a reconstructionist, you'd be able to look at those skid marks or whatever, uh, not in his underpants, but, yeah, but yeah. on the road, and, and know if the guy's telling the truth or not. Yeah, we look at the equipment after the collision to determine which equipment has failed mm-hmm. or which equipment might have played a cause or a sort of a role in the in the causation of the crash. Um, we look at all of that sort of thing. And so 
It's very interesting. I think it's interesting anyway as a collision investigator to go in after the fact and look at individual components of a vehicle to see what's bent, what's broken, what's broken and rusted. Mm -hmm. You know, that might have been broken a long time. Right. Um, Yeah, and that's... uh, I enjoy it. Are you, are you guys actually proactive, though? I mean, we're not have to have uh, we're not allowed to have car clubs and meetings, really. Um, but do you ever find out where there's going to be a get together and maybe cruise by just to have a look at uh, what people have done, and then maybe you know, let's talk about Absolutely. it. You know, Absolutely, yeah. We do do we, that. We, um, I don't know if you're familiar with the Erase Initiative, um, but Erase talks about eliminating street racing. Okay, no, I'm not aware of joint forces initiative that crosses multiple um, different policing partners, Peel, York, OPP, Toronto, Durham, Halton. Mm-hmm. You know, they're all in this ERASE program together, and that's the sort of thing that we look for. We look for modified vehicles that are doing these sorts of things because oftentimes the street racing falls in hand with the modification crowd. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't think that that's a big coincidence. Not to say you can't drag race your minivan and stock form. That's totally possible, mm-hmm. but... We see more of that from the tuner crowd. So when they get together, we get together. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating mm-hmm. stuff. So they don't realize that the, the liabilities involved in in modifying a car. And you know what really blows my mind is you know see this car rolled into a ball and the guy's standing next to it and it's, he has nothing happened to him. Touch wood, he's okay. It's like these the cars are really phenomenal with airbags and and seat belts and and people are lucky that they actually walk away without the hurts. Yeah, and if they're using their if they're using the equipment, right? I I go to collision scenes where the seat belts are locked tighter than a guitar string and it's stretched across the B pillar where we can tell the pretensioners fired and that means you weren't wearing your seatbelt at all. And quite often those collisions are are accompanied with a a round broken glass sort of shape on the windshield where yeah. the person went into the glass, you know? Yeah. Or the windshield's pushed out altogether. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm amazed, actually. You know, Dave, we fix cars for a living. The beeper goes. It drives you crazy. You know, yeah. the one, or you get the reminder on a dash that says, yo, idiot, put on your seatbelt. What are they? I guess they disable them, or they just, no, they're, I don't know. They're Americans. <laughs> <laughs> it's not right not to put on a seatbelt or wear a mask. <laughs> I love it. Oh, Dan, yeah. thank you so much for taking time. Thank you. Fascinating side of, the, of, of an accident is. Star OPP, if uh, we see something bad going on non-emergency number for us mm-hmm. so that's star 677 or you can always call 911 if it is an emergency and thanks rem- again Dan drive safe great thanks guys thank Take you care. very much and remember Dan's available any 400 series highway just look for the black and white side <laughs> of the road or everybody's looking slow for the black and white. sometimes those cars aren't marked OPP <laughs> and a lot of just them. the occasional dodge dart <laughs> yes <laughs> alright we come back we got some emails that we have to talk to and uh, we'll take care of that Welcome back. It's Dave's Calling Garage. Just a reminder that we're live. We're not pre-recorded. And if you have a question, please give us a call at 1-866-740-4740. We're glad to take your calls. We still have some time to do that. Uh, on the phone with us right now is Elliot Silverstein from the CAA. Elliot's their insurance experts and government liaison. Is that the right word there? Good morning, Elliot. How are you? Good morning. Thanks for having me. Insurance has gone nuts. 
I got to be honest with you. The prices of insurance is going crazy, and you guys have uh, been doing something to help with that. Tell us about it. So we've really been working hard at it for the last number of years. We've been trying to look at solutions to help uh, put some money back in everybody's pockets. So we have uh, a pay-as-you-go program that has been working for uh, the last couple of years. Uh, it's in Ontario right now. We'll be moving to other provinces soon. And we're seeing people saving between 30 and uh, 60% of times on what they would otherwise pay on an annual uh, plan. I got to be honest with you. I'll tell you my story. I've said it before. Our insurance went from, we have two cars. It went from $2,400 for both cars to $5,000. So it doubled. And I found out about your plan, which is called uh, MyPace. And uh, I currently have four cars on MyPace. <laughs> on I have your four name? policies. Yeah. Really? Right. So in other words, how it works is what it, I pay like $400 for the policy and so much per mile. So I think it's $80 per thousand kilometers. And we have got to have saved probably tens of thousands of dollars when I, when I, when I put it all together. Now, Elliot, when people sign up on the website for my pace, how does it work? So how it works is, uh, when you, what you're going for is you're going to be starting with a, a basic uh, payment and then you'll be putting in a device in your onboard dash and it will track your kilometers used. And as you approach every 1,000 kilometers, you will receive a notice that you're going to be receiving a, a rollover for the next uh, charge for the next 1,000. So it's really designed for people who drive 9,000 kilometers or less. Mm-hmm. But especially during this pandemic, if people are looking to save money as they're driving less, this is a great way to say, here's a bit of an opportunity to put some money back in my pocket while still having the same type of assurance from your insurance. Well, right. I mean, we you, you still want to have that coverage. I mean, some people thought they would just remove it, but without realizing that if they take the coverage off the vehicle, number one, you can't use it in a panic. And right. num- number two, um, you know, if, if it gets stolen or damaged, you're not covered. You have no coverage at all. Somebody whacks your car, you're still covered. No, apparently not. If you remove your insurance from your car no. and it's the other guy's fault, your insurance won't pay. Get out of here. Because you don't have insurance. Oh, interesting. There you go. So my pace will save people like David saved you 50%. Uh, over 50%. And the other thing is is that, you know, like sometimes we don't use the car all the time. It just sits in the driveway and the and we use another car. So we don't put a lot of miles on, on uh, being that we have more than one car. Each car does not get a lot of mileage. So it works out perfect for us. You should try to get out a little more. Well, it's, it's COVID. Where am I going? <laughs> oh, take your car out and get a speeding ticket somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Elliot, what else does it monitor? I mean, there are people that are worried about Big Brother. I mean, you're plugging this little device, this little dongle into the into the data uh, plug on the car. Is there anything else that you find out that they don't know about? So, you know, the design of the program is really designed to, to track the uh, the number of kilometers driven. There are various programs that we have with CAA. We have one called uh, CA Connect, which has the opportunity to help give you information about your driving habits. They are used, designed uh, for information purposes. There are um, There's no ability for any insurer to take that type of information mm-hmm. and use it in a negative way towards uh, uh, charging you more for insurance. So really, these types of programs, when you plug in a dongle, when you use the app um, for these types of programs, especially with CAA, what it's designed to do is it's designed to save you money, to help provide the efficiencies. So very much like, you know, with all types of aspects of insurance, we've been looking at ways to provide solutions. So, for example, if you have winter tires, you will get the winter tire discount. Um, if, if you go to the pay-as-you-go program, you're only paying for what you use. You put all those together in, in a year like this, 
you could be saving a considerable amount of money by really just changing a couple of pieces to your daily habits. And that surcharge that you may get, I mean, let's say, for example, I've decided to take this vehicle that I was parking a lot. I've used it to, to take a holiday. Um, I, obviously, I'm going to use up that kilometers that I, I promised you I wasn't going to use, but obviously I am. You're going to email me and say, hey, Al, you're, you're almost at the end of the term. Yep. How does that work? How do I you know, bump you up? So it automatically rolls over. It and does. That's the, beautiful, that's the beautiful part of it. So it's not a matter of the commitment because once you hit 9,000 kilometers, you're effectively paying exactly what you would pay in a standard uh, premium. So at the, at the end of the day, it, it's really designed to, if you're only driving, let's say, 250 kilometers a month right now, um, you won't hit that 9,000 kilometers over the course of a 12-month period. So really, I think, you know, again, it, it's not necessarily for everybody today, but for a lot of people who've had to adjust their lifestyles or have chosen to stay more local, and they're also trying to look at ways of how they can find some relief for their pocketbook, this is the perfect solution at a very challenging time. I have to tell you, I get about three emails, one at 900 kilometers, one at 950, and then the actual email that we've gone ahead and, and, and clicked your credit card. So uh, it does work. It really does work, and and it's secure. I have it in my daughter's car. I have and I have I have four policies. Mm-hmm. I have four policies. So now, uh, Elliot, you also work uh, with them as a government liaison. So tell us what the government's been looking at. So really what we've been seeing over the last number of years has been a lot of challenges uh, spoken of by consumers about the, the, the cost of insurance. And there are some uh, measures that have been in place. The provincial government was looking at that. Uh, about a year ago, before the uh, before all of the uh, pandemic issues came to to the front, um, but certainly we do expect that there will be different types of reforms coming in the near future. There certainly have been a lot of frustrations about the cost of insurance, uh, and I think that you know the government has been examining that. I think that certainly right now their focus, rightfully, is on uh, ways to keep uh, Ontario moving and thriving. Uh, but certainly for CAA, we are at the table having ongoing conversations to make sure that we are representing the motorists and that we are able to talk about the core issues. And uh, certainly, I'd say over the next year or two, we may see some adjustments that will hopefully be in the consumer's best interest. Elliot, how do we get in touch with CAA? So the best place to go is to CAA You get all your information about CAA, our roadside assistance, our insurance, our rewards programs, and everything you could ever look for from CAA. And you're you're towing Bill of Rights, which is a great thing. Yeah. That's been a huge success, a lot of awareness. People are, you know, again, no matter how far you're driving, you're always going to have that risk of breaking down, and you need to know that you're protected and make sure that you're not going to be stuck with a bill that's uh, quite excessive. Elliot, thank you very much. Thank you. Okay, we'll be right back after these quick messages with some phone calls. All right, we're back. This is Dave's Corner Garage, and uh, that's a button now. You Excuse me, I knew how to push it. <laughs> Just forgot to. All right, we're going to get to our callers. We've got another. Al's going to see if he can stump Al. Al in London. Al from Downsview. What can I do for you, sir? Al. Yeah. What's your question, my friend? Uh, not a Camry four-cylinder automatic. I got a tight throttle pedal. Uh, like I pull up to stop at a light, and periodically the uh, foot pedal, like for your gas pedal, uh-huh. is uh, it's like it has a tight spot on it. Oh, well, you know what? We've seen a lot of things happen because of COVID, where people had cars parked for a long time. No, had had you been driving it regularly? It's on the go. Okay. Uh, first thing I would check, especially with 
these cars, Toyota had a big problem with floor mats where the, you know, the floor mat would get, would ride up underneath the gas pedal because yeah. all of us in Canada have three sets of mats, you know. We got the factory carpet and then you got nicer carpet and then you put the rubber, rubber. ones on. Um, have a look and see that the car, the, that the, that hasn't happened because uh, that's very common. It, not only is it hard to press, but once you press, the pedal doesn't come back. So that can be scary. Um, so I would look at that. And then, of course, this is an old style car. So you do have throttle linkage. So you may want to look at where to, you know, the, the, the pivots on the pedal itself and then look at the, the cable where it runs and into the engine compartment. And you're going to see where it goes onto the throttle body of the intake manifold just to make sure it's not binding there. Sounds like it's bent. Sounds like the pedal's actually bent. I don't know. Yeah. All right. How's that, Al? Well, Perfect. Okay, we lost them. Uh, bottom line is, um, when you get older cars, you know, parts wear out, bushings wear out, yep. and they tend to jam up. And things need to get lubricated. Yes. Lubrication. Oh, I can't get out of the seat. I wish you could lubricate me as best. By the way, J.D. Power just did a customer service index, mm -hmm. and the best service available... Was that Glen Allen Motors? Uh, Audi dealers. Get out. Yeah. Audi. Audi dealers, number one uh, service... Uh, mind you, if you're buying a car for 150 grand... <laughs> I guess they get a lot of practice. They get a lot yeah. of practice. Yeah, they need a lot. Of, they need a lot of fixing those cars, <laughs> they eh? They do. <laughs> and the worst one, believe it or not, is Walmart. Why? Walmart's the bottom of the list. Walmart and Canadian Tire are the worst ones. The best ones are Audi, Napa, Lexus, BMW, Volkswagen, Acura, Kia. Yeah, but when your car's at Walmart while you're waiting, you can go to the McDonald's where they usually well, have I it think inside that, and grab exactly. a burger. You I know. think a lot of that's the customer because uh, you get you know the guy doesn't want to spend any money. He goes Canadian Tire. I mean, the bottom line is. Mm -hmm. So anyways, um, interesting stuff. J.D. Power, it's customer service index. Uh, just a reminder, go to davescornergarage.com, uh, enter the contest. You could win a thousand dollars wow. uh we want you to spend it on groceries but you don't have to you can do whatever you want with it could you go and to the in and out store with with that thousand bucks i'd go to the dollar store and you look what you can buy <laughs> you can buy all row thousand items <laughs> all right want to thank darren boston from sailing tire darren thanks for coming down a lot oh, of thanks knowledge. for having me guys yeah. you, you have a lot of inventory winter tires no problem getting them but you want to get in early eh you want to get in early. There's uh, there's going to be shortages this year. If uh, depending on what happens with uh, if there's a second wave, etc. You know we don't know what tomorrow brings, but there like because a lot of the factory shut down production when they would have been producing. Wow, winter tires, that's right. right. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, so your warehouse isn't full. No, like we're we're actually pretty fine. Um, we we pulled back on orders a little bit because mm -hmm. of what happened, but then we kind of bumped things back up. So. Um, things are good. Like yeah, uh, no we had been talking no in the green room before. There's a lot of people now that would have gone to Florida or gone south. That's right, we and they're not well. doing that. So now they those people now are added to the market. So they're going to be looking for winter tires, Absolutely. and they never had them before. For sure. So you're saying buy them now instead of waiting around? Uh, yeah, I would. I would get ahead of it this year more than usual because, uh, like I said, there's probably going to be some shortages. Fascinating. Yes. And Quebec, it's it's it's, it's mandatory there. It's so, mandatory in yeah, Quebec. Yeah. You think it's going to come here? Um, I, the, there's been talks about it, but, uh, no, like if you recall when they did do it, remember the shortages that year Yeah, and Quebec at that point was 80%, uh, they had already indoctrinated, indoctrinated, yeah, yeah. uh, winters here were like 50, 60%. So it would, and Ontario being such a, interesting, a, a higher, you know, bigger place. Uh, so remember wise. when you got the tires off, Al, you know, you inspect the brakes and do all that other stuff. Of course. And that's important to do. Uh, as we know, people have parked cars for an awful long time yes. and we've seen a whole lot of brake work necessary because, you know, things are exposed when the car's sitting on the side of the road. Um, it gets rusty and things seize up. 
Rust. Better to drive the car than let it sit. Exactly. Right. It wasn't meant to sit. It was meant to be driven. Exactly. You know what? It's interesting. I just got a new car. I know. And uh, it's a brand new Toyota. And what happens is it actually, when it rains, uh, the, the brakes turn brown. And that's like a ru- brand new car. Like they'll rust up. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's typical. Typical for, for that kind of car? Yeah, probably the different type, uh, the steel that they're using. Yes, those, high performance those, uh, uh, rotors. Yeah. <laughs> those bag of underwear that you bought away. Well, I got to tell you something. Uh, <laughs> they get brown too, eh? After well, the first time I wore them. I don't know. What happened? Was it raining? It's what you get at the Goodwill store. <laughs> we got to wrap. Also, want to thank OPP Sergeant Dan Hunter. Thank you for wrapping up. It was going to course, Elliot Silverstein of CAA with my face. A great thing. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. It was a blast being live in the studio. And yeah. We'll be back next week for a little bit more fun. Keep the shiny mm-hmm. side up and the greasy side down. Have a great weekend, everybody. Bye-bye. Who cares about the clouds and where to get Just sing a song and bring the sunny weather. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM 740.